Well, good afternoon. My name's Nathan Pearl. I'm going to be uh, shooting a video this afternoon about repentance. The thing about repentance is that most people get it wrong, and we're not interested necessarily in getting the doctrine just right or, or knowing uh, the ins and outs and saying, okay, well, I'm right about that. But what I am interested in is that we get letters, and I get conversations with people all the time that that are in bondage, not knowing what repentance is, that are ter terrified that they're somehow going to go to hell because they haven't repented right. So I want to go through some of the biblical explanation of what repentance is. And I'm not going to do it by uh, just doing a word search. My dad's got a book on that called Repentance. That's uh, If you haven't read it and you have any questions, get that. It's the biblical doctrine of repentance. But what I want to do is go through some application of Bible stories where repentance is covered. So let's do that. Let's jump into the scripture. Look at right here with me, if you would, in 2 Samuel 12, 13. It says, And David said unto Nathan, this is, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin, and thou shalt not die. Now this is the way we look at repentance. That's how we usually understand repentance. If you look at that, that uh, slide right there, it says, I have sinned. That's the part that we look at and we go, okay, well, then uh, David's repenting because he recognizes that he sinned. The second part is what we expect from God. So we say, okay, well, I've said I've sinned, and now God can see that, and so then God can say, well, then thou shalt not die. That's, the, that's kind of our expectation of it. But look at this passage right here. You know, David's David's view was not, okay, well, uh, Lord, look what I did with Bathsheba or Uriah. David's view was, God, look what I did with you. I've done this against you. So David's desire for repentance here is to repent towards God. In other words, it's to get his relationship right with God, not to be sad that he sinned. Everybody's sad that they sinned, but David's desire was to get right with God. Let's jump to the next story here. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. It's a passage we all know very well. It says, If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The first thing to notice is that this is my people. The judgment of God is always an act of love and mercy, an act of kindness to straighten you out and bring you back to where you should be. So it's God's people. It tells us in the book of Hebrews that whomsoever the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son, because God disciplines those that he loves. Now let's look at repentance in this passage. The first thing that we notice here is turn from their wicked ways. Now we think, oh, well, that's repentance. Stop doing the sin. I see it on Facebook all the time. You haven't repented when you cry. You repent when you change, which is not wrong. It's just not completely right. You've repented of your sins, but that doesn't mean that you've turned towards God. A good example would be if you were, say, uh, politician's son, and you did a lot of drugs and stupid stuff and took pictures of it on your laptop and then turned your laptop into somebody and then it became national fodder in the media, you might be very sorry for your sin. You might have wished, man, I wish I'd never done that blow or coke or whatever he's doing and, and all of this bad stuff, but that doesn't mean he's got his heart right with God. It means he's sorry that he got caught. So Turn from your wicked ways. Oh, well, you're not doing That doesn't mean you've repented just because you're not doing that thing anymore. But here's what we expect from God. We turn from our wicked ways, and then God will heal their land. And so we expect this exchange. God, I'm going to give you my repentance, and in turn, you're going to 
fix the thing that was broken in my life. And if it's not fixed, the thing that was broken, we, we, too, is we turn around and we look at God and we go, okay, well, maybe I didn't repent good enough. I'll repent harder. I'll do more good stuff. I'll do less bad stuff. And then you'll be happy with me. But here's the thing that we miss when we do that, is that he says, if you will seek my face, tells us in the book of Matthew, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Repentance is not when you're turning away from your sin and going, well, I'm not going to do those those drugs anymore because I got caught and was unhappy. It's saying, I want to seek God. I'm going to turn towards God. I'm going to, I'm going to seek his kingdom and his righteousness and not my own way anymore. That's what true repentance looks like. The problem that we see is a physical problem. It's a problem with the, with the stuff that we have going on. The problem that God sees is a spiritual problem. Now, when we look at our, our problems in our life that we want God to fix, we say, God, heal our land. We see pain and loss and death. That's the, the outcome of what, what happens. God sees that we're walking after the flesh. Now, the repentance that often gets talked about is a repentance of the, the bad stuff so that you can stop the pain and the loss and the death. But God says what you need to do is not walk after the flesh, but walk after the spirit. Now, the thing is that we are a created being that is on, on both sides. In other words, we're both spiritual and physical. We're both of these things. And we're not just the one thing. When God made Adam, he made him dirt, he made a physical being, and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and then Adam became a living soul. The problem is we can't see the spiritual. We can only see the physical. We can't see the, the darkness that's entered our soul with sin and our need for us to get back with God and to be walking in faith with God. Instead, we see the AIDS or we see the the brokenness from our sin, and we want God to fix those broken things. And God says, no, your real problem is spiritual. You need a relationship with me. And 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 I can't, fixing the broken things in your life isn't helping you. The broken things actually let you know about the bad stuff that's happening in your life. So it will draw you back to uh, that relationship, that understanding of who God is. So you're one side being physical and the other side being spiritual. The physical you can see, the physical, the spiritual you cannot. So on the one side, we see the fruit, the outcome, if you will, of what has happened. On the other side, God sees the root, the thing that's making the outcome take place. When we talk about repentance from the physical standpoint, well, I'm not going to sin anymore. I'm real sorry that I sinned. I'm not going to do that in the flesh anymore. You're dealing with just the flesh, and that's not, that's not appropriate. It won't work. Instead, what you have to do is repent towards God so you're moving towards him in this and not just away from your sin. Look right here at this, what he says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 16. He says, Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs or of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Now, especially in, in Christian circles, what we want to do is run out and produce these fruits that are meat for repentance, which is appropriate, but backwards. If you're trying to change the fruit without changing the root, 
then you can't do it. And if you have the root changed, the fruit, the outcome of that will be changed. The, the fruit that we see in Galatians, love, joy, peace, it's the fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit that's poured into the root, not into the action. Let's look at this slide with sin. As we travel along this descending route of sin in our lives, the Bible says that you're dead in your trespasses and sin. You're a walking skeleton and you don't know it yet. The end result of this, of this path we're on is death. And we don't even recognize the death that's coming. And then one day a preacher talks to us and we see this sign. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And we recognize the path we're on is not right. We're uh, going to, to be to be lost if we continue. So our thought is, okay, then we're going to we're going to change our road. We're going to turn and 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 not go this way anymore. We're going to stop sinning. But look at Proverbs where it continues on. We started there in 25, but let's keep going 26. He that laboreth laboreth for himself for his mouth craveth it of him. This is not a different guy. In other words, he says that 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 you'll there's a way that it seems right, but the end is the way of death. And then he explains that he continues on and he says the guy that's laboring does it because he's hungry and he and he wants to feed himself. An ungodly man diggeth up evil, and his lips there is as a burning fire. This is the same guy. So the guy that's planting because he's hungry or acting in a way to feed the flesh, that same guy. His lips are on fire and he's digging stuff up. Now, you can say, well, oh, well, you need to stop digging stuff up. Well, see, the problem is that the, the man is ungodly. That's his problem. Not that he's dug up the stuff. The reason that he dug it up was he was ungodly. A forward man soweth strife, and a whisper separateth chief friends. So you say, okay, well, you need to stop separating friends. No, you need to stop being the forward man. So the outcome, the fruit, happens after the root. He shutteth his eyes to device uh, to divide, he shutteth his eyes to devise forward things, moving his lips, he bringeth evil to pass. As he continues down that road of destruction, he, he stops looking at, he shuts his eyes to evil, and then acts in accordance to what he desires rather than what is right, because his heart's evil, because he's decided to go down that path. And it requires a renewal, a refreshment, it requires a change. Not to stop sinning, it requires a change to choose God. Again, this problem that we see is the, the, the fruit problem. The problem God sees is the root problem. The, the outcome, the thing to do that we see is, well, you've got to stop your sin. But you can't because you're, you're an evil person. You can't stop your sin. What the scripture says for you to do is repent. You repent, you believe God, and then you have a relationship with God. And your repentance is not of your sin. Your repentance is of your lack of God. The fact that you don't have a relationship, so you're turning to God. Does that turn you from sin? Yes, but the focus, like David said, not, oh, well, look what I've done to Uriah. He said, look what I've done to you, Lord. And the focus was to turn back to God. Acts 2.38, this is the Pharisees have ended up, they, they killed Jesus and Peter preaches this powerful message and and they recognized that they had killed the king of glory. They killed Christ. So they, they believed that Jesus was the Christ. And, and they see the signs and they go, okay, well, we did that. We were the bad guys and we did a bad thing. Now what? What do we do? And Peter said unto them, repent 
and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He doesn't say, he's not saying that you need to be sorry for your sins. They've just already recognized that. He's saying, look, you need to turn to Jesus and you need to call him the Lord of your life. You need to be baptized in his name and say, I'm no longer part of the synagogue. Instead, I'm a Christian. I'm called by his name of, of Christ Jesus, not by the name of the Old Testament, because I'm, I'm inducted into the body of Christ. 3,000 of them believed that day. Acts 11.21, it says, And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. So you see this, that they believed that God was, and then they turned, they believed who Christ was, and then they turned unto the Lord. Uh, it's not that they're turning just from their sins, but they're turning to Jesus Christ. They're turning to the Lord. This is a story of Ruth, and it really, it really encapsulates what it means to repent. So Ruth is talking to her mother-in-law, and Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge, and thy people shall be my people, and thy God, my God. This is the absolute epitome of repentance towards God. It's to say, I'm going to go with you. Wherever you're going, I'm going. What, wherever you want to stay, I'm going to stay. It's not a matter of, well, I'm sorry I did this, and I'm sorry I did that. It's a, you're my God, and I'm going to follow you. Continuing on with Ruth, 117. Where thou diest, I will die. And, uh, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. This reminds me of Christ. He said, take up your cross and follow me. And he said, if you deny my name before men, I'll deny your name before the Father. It's not an, it's not an act of contrition that you carry a wooden beam around or that you try to get people to kill you for the faith. It's to turn to Jesus and say, where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Who you love, I'll love. Where, where you sleep, I'll sleep. And I don't want to go anywhere that you don't want to go. I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be a Christian, to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Being sorry for your sins is great, you should be, but it's completely inadequate. Being a follower of Jesus Christ is, is the... The heart of repentance. I'll finish with this, Acts 26, 20, that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. Certainly stop doing what you're doing. If you're in sin, stop it. Stop, stop the sin. But that's not enough. Turn to God. Turn to him fully. Give him your heart, not to not do things, but to do things. What does God ask of you? He asks that you pray. He asks that you, that you tell others about God. He asked that you walk in truth and love your neighbor as yourself. He asked that, that you lift up the harvest and love those souls that are out there. In other words, if you've got an issue with pornography and you are struggling day in and day out, and sometimes you win and sometimes you lose, and you're in this yo-yo, and I get these letters, right? The answer is not to focus on stopping the pornography. The answer is to focus on God Almighty and what he desires for your life, and be a follower of him. Be as close to him as you can. Pick up his word every day and read it. I'm not saying don't open the bad website. Sure, throw your computer away. Stop that stuff. But that's not the, that's not the key here. The key is to be close to God. And if you have a loving, close relationship with God, then the, the other stuff isn't, 
isn't going to draw you away. You're going to desire to get closer and closer to Christ. Now, what I tell guys is throw your phone away, throw your laptop away, and pretend that you live in 1983. That's when I grew up, was in the 80s. We didn't have that stuff. You can live without it. Throw it away. It's an act of repentance. But more than that, it's, it's, I don't need that distraction when I want to follow God. Now, saints, there's a lot more about repentance than this. Pick up my dad's book on repentance. Here, uh, we'll, we'll put something up right here that uh, is, is something you can read more about. Pick up my dad's book on sin no more. Uh, we'll put that, that link up there and, and down in the thing afterward as well. Be serious about following God. Ruth left everything she knew and followed followed Naomi to a new place, to a new country, and changed everything about herself. Be a follower of Jesus Christ and be willing to give up everything in order to get that relationship with him. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.